At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Do you like pop culture? I do. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you, Andrew. Oh. If you enjoy movies, television, all that kind of stuff, uh, we have a lot of fun on Sif Pop Podcast, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. So you can come check us out every week. You can listen live or just download it to your podcast feed. Every single week, Aaron breaks down the newest movies that are big in theaters, and I make funny noises. <laughs> you could probably pick one of those that you would like. You can join us every weekend live by looking at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA, or you can find us in your podcast player, a preference by searching for Sift Pop. Sunscreen can expire. It can. You better check those dates. You don't want the sun to infiltrate your skin and give you one of them burns. Okay, this is the dough. Goodbye. Why does she always leave when she's done? Why would she want to stick around and listen to us? Because she's a big fan of the show. Listen, Tassie has places to go. Her <laughs> attention span is very small, very short. Yeah, she ha- it takes her days, if not weeks, to listen to an episode. Oh, I never knew that about Tassie. She's like my husband in that way. <laughs> Thanks for your support, Justin. You know, I think that's a fairly typical thing, though, with content creators, mm-hmm. is that those closest to us never listen. Don't don't listen. At least listen right away. I don't think that's my true. wife. Only recently, I think, started getting in. To like the podcast that I do mm. for a long time, she just never even listened. You've just been harboring ill will this whole time. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. So I'm doing no. it wrong. <laughs> no ill will. <laughs> Only positive will. Uh, is that how that works? Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm constantly like, did you listen to this podcast? Did you listen to the episode? Do you listen to his baseball podcast? No, it's horrible. <laughs> it's baseball stuff. <laughs> See. <laughs> Don't be a hypocrite. I'm. I can be a hypocrite all I want. It's true. We all are. We all are in our own ways. We have things that we say, and then we do not follow those things. You know what bums me out? Tell me, please. The summertime. Summertime bums you out. It's way too hot. Summertime is bummer time. I like uh, fall number one, mm-hmm. spring number two, because sometimes they have really similar weather feels yeah. to them. Yeah. It does not surprise me living around here. One is filled with pollen, which is why it's ranked second. Spring, uh-huh. you know, the chances of having allergies is super high, especially here in the Ozarks, where it's just like you're surrounded by trees. Right. Have you seen that gif of the tree? Uh-huh. That's... Falling and leaving behind the pollen? Holy <laughs> crap. That's crazy. Yeah. I think they were like cutting it down and so the vibrations of the saw is what initially starts to like shake all the pollen free. Sure. And then the tree just decides to just jump to its death and then it just it leaves it, like it, a cartoon. It leaves its soul behind. It does. <laughs> I, I that was a lot of pollen. Anyway, pollen is the soul of the tree. Which is why it's pollen is also dangerous for people. Mm. If you're going to You don't want tree it. souls inside you. No. No, that's very druid. Mhm. 
which is kind of cool. Okay, maybe I do. <laughs> but so fall then spring. I find that whole conversation entertaining. Wah, wah. And then su- summer and winter is it flippy flops for me. It's crazy. But I think it goes winter and I, then summer. It doesn't. It doesn't surprise me living in this area that you would rank the fall in the spring. No, one and two. Right. Because it's beautiful here in the fall and spring. Oh, the spring. weather is so fun. It's so perfect here in the fall and spring. I'm always going to have spring number one for me. Because you love pollen? Because pollen's my favorite. Well, because, no, I don't. Because. <laughs> because. I don't have uh, allergies, <laughs> so that doesn't actually bother me. But no, it's more because where I grew up in Michigan, summer was the best weather. The weather in summer was like spring and fall here. Yeah, it's just like it's gorgeous. subjective. Yeah, it was just gorgeous. And so spring I loved because it was like, oh, the cold, cold winter is over and we're heading towards, you know, summer. So I always I always enjoyed that very, very much. Well, we should call it just. And winter's the worst. Should... Winter's the worst, 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 worst. I hate winter. Because of winter's, Michigan. I mean, just it's so cold and it's cold for way too five long. months and there's snow on the ground for the entire time in and michigan the, and the sun doesn't come out this is the thing people don't realize the sun during the winter the sun comes out here it, it's maybe a little colder it may be in the 30s but the sun still comes out yeah. not in michigan no. it's gray for five months oh. if you have seasonal affective disorder do not live in the north it just goes in away the north the, the sun just goes away i remember um i was talking to somebody in the radio industry and they were trying to tell me that i needed to apply for a job uh at a big radio station in the north and i was just like nope (laughs) i don't know how much money you'd have to dangle in front of me to make that a temptation right because i cannot i i can't it's not the sun it's just the weather i I hate being cold yeah and know. yet, somehow you rank winter and summer, you know, flippity flopping. I know. How is that possible? Because when it's really hot, I kind of miss the cold. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a walking, whatever, contradiction. Do you want to shoot a dough? Let's do it. All right. Uh, we're going to do a, a no longer safe this Whoa. week. So, Whoa, uh, this is scary. This is a we're suggestion. No longer safe, people. <laughs> Beware. Beware. A suggestion from somebody who wrote in uh, about the fact that I've been losing some weight and wondered if we could do a no longer safe on weight loss. And I would transition that into probably more of talking about good health and what it means to prioritize health and and those kind of things in our culture and in our worlds and all that kind of fun stuff. So we're going to have that conversation. Go deep. Be willing to be a little vulnerable and open up about our own experiences and we've talked about with it our health before uh but the no longer safe is just a lot of times our conversations are fun and lighthearted, and we have a lot of silliness mm-hmm. and the no longer safe is intended to kind of let you the listener know that this is going to be a deeper conversation that might touch on some trigger items now i can't be serious for too long so i think i'll probably make inappropriate jokes regularly for this episode but uh-huh. no longer safe that's kind of the idea of what it what yeah, it means that kind of letting you know it's a more serious conversation so how you been this week what do you got for story time what's oh, going are we on doing story time? Oh, of course always um my week's okay i feel like i'm kind of getting better at managing my two major jobs mm. it's it's always a juggle i i don't envy people who have to work multiple jobs and i just don't ever have any time to just be still or yeah just check out um, people who have to who have to hustle. Like I'm really thankful. My husband's job, you know, he he works and makes enough that I don't have to. Like I can do radio with you and make a penny a week, and it's okay. I, I like how you let me say that. It was, it was true. <laughs> a penny a week. <laughs> um, but lately we've got some pretty big financial goals, and I've had some you know career opportunities, and so I've. I've said yes to two different jobs that are both getting busier and busier and liking my work ethic and my ability to enhance what they do 
more and more. And so I feel the, I don't know the weight of both of those jobs. And it's like a juggling act Mm. on top of then also being a mom. And like for a hot minute there, I was actually able to like make dinner regularly. And now it's like, I get home and I'm like, let's just eat Taco Bell. I can't do anything. I just Mm -hmm. want to sit here and not do anything. Right. And so, but you can't, you know, you have to just keep going. And I'm not used to that. This is the thing I dreaded whenever I found out I was pregnant. And I'm I'm hoping this doesn't like offend everybody by me saying that. I'm saying, <laughs> so I found out that I was having a baby at 36. So I had a lot of time mm-hmm. to just do my own thing. No major responsibilities in life. A lot of fun. And when you have a child, all I mean, fun is still there, but it's like way uh, more serious. Yeah. More responsibilities. Like you can't just stop you are forever a parent and you're forever going to think about your child. And at the beginning Mm -hmm. you have so much responsibility for caring for them. And I didn't know how to feed myself very well before. And so like the pressure of feeding her well, it's just been this whole big, you know, thing. So it's not just like I have two jobs and they're both very busy and I have a child. I'm also trying to figure out how to adult on top of all of that. Mm. So yeah, you maybe should have gone after that one earlier. No, I mean, maybe I should have, but I didn't. Yeah. If the opportunity presented itself for me to do that, well, I missed the signs. Yeah. (laughs) I just played a lot. Like I still have a lot of knowledge and a lot of experience and a lot of, you know, things that I, skills and talents that I acquired while I was having fun doing life. Yeah. But yeah. So So you're busy. It's busy. It's all serious. It's not like. I mean, I just miss being able to play World of Warcraft for six hours, you know? <laughs> Where did those days go? What world is that? I miss that. <laughs> wow. So I think this last week was better because I feel like I'm getting more balanced. Mm, yeah. And one of my jobs kind of eased up a little bit. And so that kind of made things easier. But it's just wild on this end. It's crazy. It's a, it's a, it's a race right now. It's been a lot of eating in my life recently. Oh, I thought you were trying not to do that. (laughs) I guess we'll talk a little more about this uh, in the episode uh, in general. But no, 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 no. Every other weekend, I take the weekend off and just eat whatever I want uh, as much as I want until I eat all the food. Wow. I think, I don't know. I know you know yourself better and you've talked about this multiple times. Yeah. Like in my mind, it would be better just to have a consistent change rather than like starving yourself. I'm using that term very loosely. Yeah, yeah. And then binging on food yeah but i'm not you i mean when you say it like that it doesn't sound healthy (laughs) i could be wrong no i want to there's like a new donut place oh my lord is it the one that you guys got for us that day it's so good i've thought about that donut place It's so good their donuts are so good and the last time i was in uh which was two weeks ago they had um, just come out of the oven, like just Ooh, come out of the whatever, fryer. fryer. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oven. I... That'd be healthier. <laughs> fryer is what they do. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah. So made a trip to the donut place and just like got one of everything because it's just so You didn't so get one good. of everything. No. Most things. <laughs> Did no. you really? I, I mean, I had, I probably, be honest, I be probably honest. had eight donuts yesterday. Just yesterday alone? Yeah, yesterday alone. Wow. So. I can't. I, bear I claw, had. apple fritter. Oh, yum. Ooh, yum. Um, you know, regular glazed. Uh, I had Cinnamon one of, twist. Cinnamon called? roll. What are they called at Sonic? Those like little cinnamon pockets. I had three of those yesterday and felt like I way over splurged. <laughs> are you talking about the, the Cinnabon bites? snacks. Okay. They're called Cinesnacks. That's not the same thing at Taco Bell. The little Cinnabon things at Taco Bell. No. Okay. Those are not good. I've had those. Yeah, those aren't great. No. The ones that are at Sonic are like dough rectangles that are filled with the cinnamon stuff and you Mm. dip it in icing. Mm. Yeah. See, then I just wouldn't dip it in icing. I'm not an icing guy. Right. But 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 you are a donut guy now. Oh, man. Boy, that's those, a lot. And that's all yesterday. That was all yesterday. Also had a full thing of Fig Newtons yesterday. Uh, pretty much a full thing of Oreo Mint Thins. Okay, let's just transition um, into our main I show. Had three bowls Can I of ask cereal. You a serious question? Uh, I had. Stop. Okay. Okay, no, keep going. I'm really curious. <laughs> <laughs> I had a double cheeseburger uh, off the grill. Um, I had th- uh, two 
two double chocolate cookies. Um, let's see. That was just Sunday. And then Friday I had, uh, let's see, a peanut butter shake, a full pizza, uh, then two other pieces of pizza at dinner. Um, what did I have for breakfast that day? Oh, I did have some fruit. I had some fruit. So it was healthy. Also, you're drinking water in there. So there's. <laughs> oh, I do drink lots of water. There's this silver lining. No, I keep thinking, I keep thinking I'll come to my weekend off and I'll be like, oh, I'll just be moderate this weekend. And then I'm just like, but I can eat everything. Like, why wouldn't I eat everything? If I can eat everything. I think it's a good idea that we're talking about this today, this uh-huh. health thing today, because yeah. I'm going to be harder on you than I normally am, I feel. Oh, that's great. Really? No. Yeah, Are you no, ready? Yeah, totally. Okay. Do you know something about self-sabotaging? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've I've kind of done the experiment, right, where I, I'm still overall uh, getting healthier and losing weight, uh, and I wasn't as quickly... When I would just take one meal off, like if I took one meal off a week, um, I would I'd stall out more. So now what happens is every other weekend, you know, I gain five to ten pounds over the weekend. Oh, my gosh. But then it's (laughs) (laughs) but then I but I but then I lose 15 by the end of the week. So it's it's just it. I don't know. It just all balances out really nicely. Does it balance? out? I mean, it has been. And I, I mean, I'm still losing weight because you are losing weight and you are, you I know, feel your numbers. you feel great. Well, uh, how do you feel great after that much sugar? No, nah, I don't. I don't. Today, I'm going to have a headache today. Yeah. I, yeah. The sugar withdrawal is the one thing that may keep me from doing this again. And you're like, oh, it's worth it though, because it tastes so good. Right. Exactly. And then I get the headache and then I'm like, maybe it's not worth it. And then uh, two weeks later, I've forgotten. I'm just like, no, it'll be worth it again. That's why people have multiple babies. <laughs> That's right. Oh, That's exactly right. Same concept. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's the healthiest thing, um, the healthiest way. I do know it's working for me right now. Well, let's talk about this a little bit. This is going to be kind of the bulk of our episode is going to mm-hmm. be kind of circling around in health and the importance of health. And, you know, everybody is different. Every person's body is different. Every metabolism is different. One diet style is not going to be good for everybody. Right. And so as Aaron as you talk about like what you're going through and what you've been through in your weight loss journey, which is, you know, the question that kind of came in is learning mm-hmm. more about your weight loss journey and what you're doing specifically. Yeah. To me, it sounds crazy that you eat eight donuts and all the stuff that you talked about eating. Mm-hmm. And that, that it is, I shouldn't do it, that. that. It is. Sounds no, nuts. It, it's, and, it's not great. And that you're still like, but it's okay. Cause I'm on a health journey and da, 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 da. Like to me, that's just, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's an underlining thing there where you feel like you, mm-hmm. you know, the reward is to consume so much. But it's okay because it's going to wash out in the end. Right. But you know your body and you know yourself. And as somebody who's watched you go through this, I've been like, oh, you know, you know yourself well. And obviously we've all got it right. Like, I mean, I I could throw it back to you. Like the last time you did a great cardiovascular workout. You know what I mean? Like it's yesterday. was awesome. (laughs) My cardiovascular workout yesterday was amazing. All I'm saying is, is we all have places we need to figure it out. We need to do better and could do better, I guess. But we all understand our day-to-day lives. We all have to work within the parameters we're given. Um, You know, part of the sabotage of my health journey has been factors outside of my control, you know, Uh, work situations where all of a sudden my best workout time just doesn't work anymore. And so I stop working out and, and then I gain weight. And that's for me, the working out is probably the key thing, you know, having Monday through Friday to actually you know, do cardiovascular well, being, resistance training and that being kind of able stuff. to very specifically make that a, a hard, this time is my time and nobody yeah. can mess with it. Cause you're talking about like previously we worked at the radio station and they decided to kind of change our hours and make us come into work really early. And that's when you were working out. And, mm-hmm. and for me knowing you at that point in time, which was about seven or eight years ago now, that is when you started to gain weight again. And, oh yeah. Big time. Um, so and then you got back up to a weight that I mean, I guess. Well, let's let's do this. Yeah, let's, let's talk, let's talk about our own health journeys to this point. Um, and I'll start since you're you're talking about mine. Uh, I was an athlete in high school. I played basketball. Uh, that allowed me to eat more than I probably should because I was exercising quite a bit. Uh, I was never thin in high school or growing up or anything like that. But I was also never really fat. I was just I've always been just a big guy, you know, tall and not skinny, um, not a stick. You know, you'll see some tall guys that look like, you know, you could break them in half. I was never that guy. Uh, and so 
I once I stopped playing basketball. No, you're like a shot put guy. <laughs> okay, I think I'll take that as a compliment. Maybe. Yeah, you've got you've got like the like the giant like size. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, my dad's super tall, six foot six, string beans type. Mm-hmm. You know, he bulked out as he has gotten older as far as like filling out and doing more like labor right. and stuff but he's definitely more of the tall skinny you're tall and wide i think it's i think part of the health like journey broad. is really understanding how you're made up the, the one of the biggest problems is we don't have an easy accurate way to do a fat percentage which probably is the most uh important factor in determining your health like in understanding how healthy you are weight is just a number you know there are very healthy people who are considered obese according to uh you know the the standard or yeah, whatever whatever it's called mm-hmm. um BMI because they have lots of muscle or whatever the case may be and uh and I think part of the journey is understanding yourself and I always know I'm I'm my structure has always been large when I was in great shape playing basketball I weighed 230 pounds like it was just that's that's how much I weigh 6 foot 6 230 when I'm in like peak you know basketball playing shape so then when I went to college and I stopped playing basketball um I gained weight pretty quickly within the first couple of years uh I was up over 300 um, by the time, uh, I, I think I was about 300 when I got married. And then after that, um, married, and by the way, I got married very young. So I was still in college when I got married, uh, and then married life with the home cooking and the cookies and an amazing wife who makes amazing food. Uh, I just continued to balloon up and landed in the 360 to 375 range weight wise, uh, with very little cardiovascular health, muscle health any of that. Uh, and there just came a point after we started having kids where I just wanted to feel better and I wanted to do something to be healthier. And so in 2007, I believe December 11th, 2007, I launched a public journey of weight loss. I was on the radio and was very public with, you know, the audience about it. And, uh, and over the course of the next 12 to 14 months, I lost 140 pounds. So that's me, (laughs) right? It's a human. You lost to me. (laughs) And you know how I did it? One egg roll at a time. Uh, One egg roll. It's just what I said. I don't know why. Uh, Maybe like one apple at a time. I just ate less calories uh, and started exercising more. And that it really, you know, I often say losing weight is easy or losing weight is simple. It's just not easy. Those are two different things. Like the concept of how to lose weight is simple. You burn more calories than you consume, but actually having the dedication to do it isn't necessarily easy. Yeah, especially in a world where it's not a requirement to do a lot of um, physical things. Oh, yeah. And that's mine. Sure. I and mean, that's, you know, just, a, I guess, can I transition over using that? Sure. And then you can go no, back and we'll have a conversation. Yeah. yeah so, like, for me, I've never been the kind of person who was athletic. I didn't do any athletics in school. I was never really taught about the nutrition of food. It's just you kind of ate whatever was Mm -hmm. convenient. And we ate out a lot. And I gained my my dad and my mom's genetic DNA gold where I didn't have to. That's a huge part of it. Yeah. I didn't have to work out um, to be skinny looking or healthy looking your metabolism processed the food that you ate we've talked about this a lot but like if you were to look at my body on the inside i'm the unhealthy one and you're the healthy one even though if you were to look at us and i would be the skinny one and you would be the larger one you'd Mm -hmm. be like oh he has you know he has the problem or whatever Yeah, yeah yeah but that's not true i mean how many times do i come in here with fast food and tea Mm -hmm. every day yeah and that's what i eat because i don't pre-plan my meals i don't know how to even think about pre-planning meals i just learned how to cook have you ever done anything in athletic the last couple of years for, no. for any extended amount of time yoga is that about the most athletic thing you've done yeah and i only did yoga uh, i uh, for no i guess I, I have done something athletic i did martial arts for about a year there you go i did that six days a week 
Um, Do you remember how you felt during that time? If you felt different, if you, yeah, I was like a champion, right? It was amazing. It really is. Once you felt it, you really can't understand. I mean, it fades. You, you start to lose the memory of how that feels. At least I do. But, um, but no, there is a difference to feeling fit. You know? I remember uh, I was in my early 20s and I was invited. Uh, actually, my boyfriend at the time paid for me to go to a self-defense kind of structure just to sort of like, you know, you need to go do something for yourself because I was doing nothing. <laughs> and so I went because I felt obligated that he had paid for it. And that's the only reason I went is a sense of obligation and um i just got to know the people that were there became friends with them and so i ended up uh because i was doing so well in that environment i started taking multiple classes there so that's why i was there six days a week i did kickboxing and i did martial arts obviously which was ken po if you're interested um and then i did women's self-defense and i did uh another kind of a couple of other kinds of things uh uh, taibo no. no. <laughs> Do you put, remember Tybo? We just put in the tape and, and watched it. I did Tybo. You did? Oh, yeah. That's funny. Uh, no, it's the ground grappling one. I can't think of the name of it right now. Okay. Um. Anyhow, the things I loved about that is that I was the smallest. I'm 5'5". Five five, and at that time, I think I was probably about 126 pounds. But I was one of the fastest and strongest in the room because I had an understanding of how to use my body to go up against these bigger opponents. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize how much I'd love that. I wouldn't say I'm very competitive, but at that time, there was this part of it that was fun to feel how strong I was, not to like compete, mm-hmm. but to feel like the the power of my body. And so I have a right. confidence in my ability to punch and kick and things like that now that you know I would have never had. So that's probably... I did that for a year and then I got injured and then I started playing um, computer games again. And so I never went back. <laughs> World of Warcraft for six hours. Uh, yeah, basically. And then um, and for another brief, brief stint, I did uh, hot yoga because I just bought a, like a class just to see mm-hmm. what it was like. And that was definitely a workout, but not something I enjoyed. There was something about martial arts that what I enjoyed about it. And I'd like to know what you enjoy about working out, too, because okay. this is kind of maybe a thing that I just have a question for sure. you about. For me, I love to feel like my body in alignment and the strength that I had to do something. That was really powerful. There was a particular moment when I launched a 260-pound man off of my body without even thinking about it. And and then I apologized to him because I felt he he actually like – he was surprised and shocked that he was – literally flew over my shoulders. And then he's like, don't feel bad, you know. You're supposed to be defending yourself. Run. And I was like, oh, okay. But I loved that. I loved feeling that. And that is the thing I probably don't have in my life that I look for. Excuse me. One of the classes I'm taking now is this restorative, meditative kind of yoga class where we're using yoga techniques to slowly move our body and to get better at breathing, mm-hmm. um, which is obviously really important. I have a very shallow breath. And so when I go to this class, I'm like, holy crap, I've got way more lung than I knew. And that's that same mentality, right, where I'm realizing how strong I am or realizing how deep I am. That's the stuff I connect to more than I do, like the let's go run on a treadmill cardio. Like that seems really boring to me. So I love the let's go run on a treadmill cardio, uh, but I had to fall in love with it. Like I had to find it. It's it's absolutely torturous for about six weeks. I mean, it's the worst thing you've ever done in your life for like six weeks. And then it becomes addictive. Hmm. Uh, there's an element and it's exactly what you're talking about. And by the way, this was a huge part of my my first big weight loss journey was learning how to do cardio. Uh, and by, and I guess I'll go there here in a bit, um, to the eating part, but let's talk about the exercise part because I I did start to get that feeling where it's like, Oh, I can set the treadmill at 6.0, six miles an hour. Um, which is, uh, what a 12 minute mile, something like that. Uh, 10 minute mile. (laughs) I fail out of PE every time. (laughs) I think that's a 10 minute mile. So I would set it at at (laughs) 6.0. And that means nothing to you. I'm just remembering back to PE where I was actually failed out of several PE classes because I'm like, why would I run? And I would just <laughs> was, sit down. Is there a bear? <laughs> like there is no reason for me, me to run. <laughs> so no, but I remember setting it at this decent speed and just being able just to run And about eight minutes in every time. 
you'd get this feeling, they call it a runner's high, where basically the endorphins start kicking in. And it's just like, I am at peace with the world. My body is just doing this exercise. My breathing is perfect. Everything is lining up. And that's eventually I was able to run a half marathon on a treadmill at 6.0. And I just, and that's two hours and 10 minutes, two hours and 10 minutes just running on a treadmill at six miles an hour. And it was the craziest thing. Can I, I just had this thought, an honest thought, Mm -hmm. one that I may regret later. I think I'd be more interested in doing that now because I would get a break from life. 100% Danae. I just thought like two hours of not having anybody else do anything. Sounds yeah, amazing. Just put, you just pop your podcast on right. in your ear and you just run. Right. Yeah. Like if I could just listen to a show yes. and and it really didn't kill me to do it. Yeah. I would love that. Oh, this is good. I just this found I just found a new thing inside me that is just like, how much would you love having a couple of hours to just right. not have to do something else? Yes. One hundred percent. I can only listen to as many podcasts as I listen to because I work out every morning. Right. When I stop working out, my podcast pile up right um but yeah it's it really that really is a huge part of it and and i would breathe better because i would have to or i would die <laughs> yes you you will feel like you're dying like, like i said <laughs> for about six weeks it's a, it's a decent amount of time that you're gonna feel like this is the worst idea you've ever had can i um, ask you another question before yeah. you're talking about food yeah and this is gonna seem super rude potentially potentially i love it or also inappropriate at this, the same time. No longer safe. It's right in the title. Okay. You have belly fat. Yes. Lots of it. I have breast tissue. Yes. How annoying is that on a treadmill? Because that's one of my main reasons for hating to run is because they already are painful. You're going to have, you're going to have to ask a woman with similar breast tissue as you. Like I don't, belly fat but you is have not, belly. but it doesn't bounce the same way. Oh, okay. I don't think. I just wondered. I don't, I don't think, I mean, it's, I guess it's like I have one big boob. In yeah, the middle of yeah. my belly, you basically. Uniboob. You have a lower uniboob. <laughs> with, a, with a belly button instead of a nipple, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, I don't think I don't think it's the same. I genuinely wonder if I'd have to just get like several tight. Uh, I think you do have to get a really good sports called? bra. Sports bra. See, yeah. you know, and I don't. Yeah, I think I think you just have to get. Like a really tight one. A re- a, yeah, a really good one that's going to tamp so them down. Sounds so fun. I know. Hey, I, I don't hey, know that part of it. I'm sorry. I want to breathe deeper. Let's clamp my <laughs> chest know. down. I know. Yeah. Either that or I just offend everybody and just go free. <laughs> <laughs> I get kicked out for being inappropriate. I'd be like, I just want to breathe. <laughs> just deal with the pain. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, I would think that would hurt. You, you'll have to figure that part out of it for yourself because I, I don't know how to address that. You don't that. have any way to relate to that. No, my. Do you have boobs? I have dangly bits. Yeah. But no. But, <laughs> I, nope. No, I wasn't thinking about those. I was thinking about man boobs. Okay. I don't have as much of those anymore now that I'm losing weight again. They're shrinking. But um, but no, I've never had them to that level that I wouldn't know what that felt like. Maybe apologies. I, maybe after I finish breastfeeding, I'll I'll try this running thing. Hmm. I uh, listen again uh, for me it was revelatory that there came a point where it was like something you looked forward to yeah. because for the first uh, for the first while it is torture I'm already thinking can I extend it so 6 weeks let's go 12 and just start walking <laughs> well I, I mean th- the other thing is how you get there and you do have to work up to it they're great they call them couch to 5k plans that you know teach you how to run for longer they teach your lungs how to you know get the oxygen that you need so yeah that's that's basically just how you get into it i remember the first trainer i worked with the first time i did this um you know i was having a lot of success with running and she was like don't ever stop running just don't don't ever stop and you'll be fine and you could tell she's seen many, many people have success with running and then something happens. They don't run for a while and it's over. And she was absolutely right. What do you mean right. it's over? Like, like you just it, gain weight again? Or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just like if your body is metabolism is depending on that exercise, uh, then when you stop doing it, your metabolism completely shifts well, that's back. That's kind of like what happened with you with being an athlete and then eating mm-hmm. you know, a lot and yeah. then not. Being an totally. athlete, say the same kind of difference. Yeah. But for me, I'm burning tons of calories as a breastfeeding mother. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really curious, knowing so many athletes who have said exactly what you have, I'm really curious after I actually finish weaning my child, if I'm going to have a balloon out 
You know, yeah. I'm really curious about that. It definitely happens to people. So, yeah. So for the exercise part of it, that was it for me was the running. And what I did wrong, what I feel like I did wrong is I focused so much on the running. Like I said, the half marathon and I was running basically a 5k on the treadmill every day, but I stopped doing resistance training. So I stopped working my muscles because I was like, I'm burning enough calories just running. And what I've come to learn is that it is just as important to continue to build muscle mass because muscle mass burns calories so much faster. Um, so it's, it's one of those things where I get down to 235, I think was my lowest, uh, the first time I lost weight and my wife said I looked too skinny and that I had, you know, lost too much weight. Um, and part of that I think was just because I wasn't building muscle at all. So, Mm. you know, that version of me was very different. So it was like Um, a healthy atrophy weird thing. Yeah. I was healthy. I was certainly healthy, um, healthier than I am even now, but, but not healthy in the same way. Right. So adding that this, this second time now that I'm losing weight, I'm making sure that I'm doing both. And that's really feeling good. It's, I think I'm the healthiest I've ever been at this weight now. And I also think that it would be good for those of you who are listening and finding this interesting just to hear kind of, Aaron's Aaron in particular your journey since you're the one that's actually working at your mm-hmm. health yeah and I am not <laughs> um I'm aware but I don't know that I'm ready to just like make that a priority yet my friends insist that when I turn 40 I will definitely try to make it a priority otherwise my body will start falling apart and that is more of a motivation for me is when I start to feel the pain and be like oh okay now yeah. it's time but anyway um one of the things that you did for a little while was you were working out on your own and you would like I know what to do I had a trainer before mm-hmm. and you went in and you weren't really experiencing the same kind of uh breakthrough and then what, what how long have you been working with a trainer again about four months three or four months it, do you still feel the same way that we talked about this you know in private but like that you feel like that was a really good decision to make this time around too, is sort of motivate you on yeah, this new I, see there's a difference between knowing the basics and knowing the details and what the trainer has done for me is he understands so much more about the physiology of the different muscle groups and that kind of thing. I know the basic muscle groups, right? Arms, legs, back, right. chest, core. Like I get it. Like those are your groups. And I get a few different exercises that can exercise. Oh, this does my biceps. This does my triceps. I get that. But what, what I don't know is that the bicep is actually five different muscles. And if you move your wrist this way, it's going to activate a different group of those bicep muscles and you know what about the shoulders oh yeah i've got shoulder muscles too and yeah there's like seven muscles up there and aaron just sat up about five inches (laughs) taller as he's thinking about his muscle groups no it's it's just (laughs) fascinating because he knows how to confuse the the body which is part of working out in a way that it continues to build all the different you know muscle groups interesting thing to note is that confusing the muscles is also part of the technique of relaxing your muscles. Mm-hmm. Isn't that yeah. interesting? Yeah. As a massage therapist, one of the best things you can do is to try to move the muscles in such a way that the brain is tricked into relaxing them because a lot of times we hold our tension patterns. Mm-hmm. And so you try to confuse the brain so that it actually relaxes. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. Interesting our stuff. Our brains need to be disengaged from things often. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes we get into our own. I think that's the saying, right? You get into your head yeah. too much. I'm glad that you decided to get a trainer. Um, I know it's hard because you're like, I don't want to pay somebody if I don't have to. Yeah. But I think it's important um, at some points to figure out what motivates you. And another thing a trainer can do is bring along that partnership, which is what I think I liked about my personal like time the working out, it was having somebody else to do it with. Cause I'm mm-hmm. not a, my friend Miranda is like a solo person. She loves to solo run. She was like a marathon person and everything. And mm-hmm. she, she and I were talking recently. She's like, I'm going to get back into running. I'm looking forward to that. And I'm like, Oh, I wonder if I can go with you. And she's like, I don't want you to, I like you, <laughs> but I'm a solo runner. And I was like, Whoa, what is that like? <laughs> Being just wanting to go by yourself. That's so fascinating. Yeah. So I would I would like the accountability of having somebody to go and meet with. Yeah, that's and not the part so. of it that I like. Yeah. I am definitely a solo person yeah. left, left to my own devices if I knew everything. The part about it I like is I don't know everything. Right. And I'm not saying they know everything, but they certainly know a lot more than I do. And it certainly seems to be working. So Well, let's talk a little bit about food. Um, we definitely... You know, earlier, I'm talking about how it's not always the healthy decisions for myself. 
Or me. Uh, or you. One of the things I learned in my first journey that I think is the primary lesson I learned was uh, maintaining good metabolism means eating more, not less. Uh, and by more, I mean more often. So the idea that you would eat every three hours instead of every seven hours is very valuable to your metabolism. Now, it means you eat have to eat less every three hours. So currently, you know, for me, I am the kind of person who has to regiment my food or I will do what I did this weekend. Like I am just and I know I know quite possibly there are some uh, like uh, psychological health issues maybe I have to deal with. I don't know. Like maybe I need to get counseling about my personality, like my consumption personality, the idea that if if it tastes good, I want all of it, you mm-hmm. know, kind of thing. Um, can I can I speak to that before sure. you go on? I think you I think you would benefit from it from like having counseling on it. Yeah. Like food counseling. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. I don't know. Because again, it's another expense because I don't know that it would be something where you're like, I'm going to do counseling. So I discover some secret. I just think what breakthrough is there there? Well, that's what I'm saying is there might not be. But if you have the conversations, you'll know. You know, so maybe whenever you're a millionaire, you've got money to just throw at it. (laughs) Yeah. That would be nice. Uh, yeah, I don't, for me, it is, it is a consumption thing. And I, I know that I deal with that. I don't, people talk about food addiction and probably there's an element of that to it too, but it doesn't feel like addiction to me as much as it feels like desire. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't, uh, like, like I said, when I'm regimented, I'm fine. I don't, you know, during my off times, um, you do good. I do great. You know, my I have eggs and sausage every morning. I have fruit for uh, a lunch snack. Um, and then I have like half a chicken for dinner. Like it's really easy. One of the things that's really changed about that over the years where you've gotten much healthier is when we first met, you couldn't not eat things. Does that, does that, that make sense? <laughs> that's nice a little double negative. Could not. That's a double <laughs> negative. Uh, for example, if I had you know, six tater tots left and I was done. I'm, the kind, throw of, them away. I'm yeah. the kind of person who can throw away most of my meal. If I've had it and I'm like, oh, this isn't sitting right with my stomach. This doesn't feel right. Or I'm full. I can put the rest in the trash or I can eat half of you joked about this before, but I can eat half of a jelly bean and be just fine. Yeah. We, it, like there's a wasting food element to it that I just can't. I can't you shake. You couldn't have done. But now right. you're fine. Now, if I throw something away, you're yeah, I hardly even notice anymore. Yeah. And that's changed a lot about you yeah. is it wasn't just consuming your own food. It was consuming food around you. If it was convenient. I learned that all through school. I would eat everybody's leftovers, it, you know, give them to Aaron. He'll eat them. I, I had fun with that. Yeah. I had fun with thinking about how much I could eat. Um, you well, know. you did it and didn't even realize. I, I remember the first time you reached over and grabbed something off of what I was eating. And I was like, well, excuse you. I'm not yeah. done yet. I will be in like 12 seconds. But until I tell you, you can eat off my right. plate. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, oh, I didn't even realize I was doing it. So that's actually gotten a lot healthier with you. And I think it's because you are trying to keep in your mind and hold central in your mind your goals. And mm-hmm. so they're shifting and changing. And this this consumption thing about like flavor, you're also a super taster. So food for you isn't something that you can enjoy like everybody else. So if you find things that you really love to enjoy, I right. think you almost feel a sense of I have a right to this because I don't get to enjoy food. like Not only else. that, but there's also a financial element to it as well. I would find myself, uh, especially at buffets or events where food is provided, eating so much more because it's free. Mm-hmm. And the idea of, oh, I'm not paying for this. I should eat as much as possible. This is kind of this weird psychological thing. So I've tried to find contentment outside of that as well. Right. Um, like but so. your body can take it in in a way that I haven't ever been able to. Well, yeah, I guess that's the other part of it, too, is because I trained myself to eat so much food growing up. Like my my body doesn't understand what it means to be full until I'm like really have eaten 5000 calories or something, you know. And also your body is always hungry. Because I remember asking you, are you yeah. hungry? And you're like, I'm always hungry. I can literally always eat. And I never understood that yeah. until I uh, had just had Iris and my body was like, consume as many calories as you possibly can because we're making food right now. Mm-hmm. And I remember f- having that connection for the first time ever, truly understanding what you mean when you say you can always eat. Yeah. And now it's kind of, I'm sort of balancing out. It's been a couple of years now. I'm kind of balancing out. 
from that feeling where I'm getting full and I'm also like not wanting to eat as much. Uh, so I'm shifting kind of back to the way things were before, but I don't know that I'll ever forget that just that con- constant hunger feeling. So you have an interesting dynamic. And I think that's why I brought up earlier that you, whoever is listening, this might not be your, this might not match up with who you are in your journey right. at all, Yeah, but it might and elements might. And, and so you kind of have to, I mean, hopefully you have somebody in your life that you can be honest with and talk about. We've had many honest conversations. Mm-hmm. I think it's okay to share. Uh, over the years as you've struggled with things and I've asked questions like, well, why do you think you need to eat that? Or why, why this? And then, oh, that's interesting. I've not thought about that before. So I think, um, and you've mentioned before that those conversations were very helpful at times as you kind of saw just the level of consumer that you are. Mm -hmm. Um, So hopefully, you know, you are able to find somebody in your life who can, you can talk to and be honest with about your struggles and not feel the shame. Because I think food and weight gain and body shape just has such a shame feel over the top of it. Well, and we haven't really talked a lot about body shape appearance being an issue. And I, that's purposeful on my part because I, I hate how connected they are mm-hmm. to begin with. Yeah. I get it. I under, I, don't, you know, I look in the mirror. I understand that I like the way my shape looks better now than I did three months ago. Right. I, I understand that stuff. But I think when you're talking about health, it's counterproductive to connect Oh, look how good I look to how healthy, healthy you, you are. are. Yeah. I just think that's counterproductive. I don't know that it's the same, the same thing. So no, and that's to the point. I think people look at me and say, oh, you're healthy. And I would like, no, I'm not. I am not healthy. And I guess I'm just quote unquote lucky that mm-hmm. I don't have to own up to that health, the not health on the inside, like somebody else would have to if they were eating the way that I eat. Right. So or working out the way that I work out or, or drinking the way that I drink, whatever, whatever it is I'm putting into my body and things like that. I'm, I'm not the healthiest person. So part of my journey, and maybe this is true for maybe this will be helpful to someone. I don't know. Part of both the times I'm, I'm going to count the time. The first time I lost 130 pounds, uh, which feels very successful. It feels like I really did something right. And I was I was much healthier then. And I'm going to count this time too. You know, I'm down about 50 and I'm doing really well. Like I'm understanding, you know, how the process is working. Both of those times, the one of the key primary connecting factors is uh, being public about it is, you know, for me, there's a performative aspect to it, which is interesting. I'm a performer. I love to get in front of a crowd and, you know, all eyes on me and do something cool or fun or whatever. Asterisk. Um, but then don't talk to him afterwards. Yeah, it's different let, than being an extrovert. Let, let, <laughs> him, let him then just retreat into his cave. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so there's an element where I, I've almost had to make my health journey performative. I've al- almost had to make, hey, look at me. Look at what I'm doing. I'm going to perform for you and I'm going to you know, lose this weight. And I don't know that that's completely healthy. It's just part of who I am. Just knowing myself, being public about it has been you know, a key part, you know, so I post on Twitter, but you know, I think, every, I think you need to do whatever you need to do to keep you on the road. And if there's some parts of it that aren't healthy and some, then you address those as you go. And that might never change about you. It might like, think about 10 years from now, that might not be the same thing. You may love staying healthy, even though nobody's paying attention, but you have to start with whatever it is that motivates you. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, a motivator, I think, would be having a partner and feeling that sense of obligation. Is that healthy? No, of course not. It's not healthy to feel codependent, you know, be mm-hmm. codependent on somebody else. But that like making that promise or knowing that somebody is waiting for me and I need to be there. Yeah, that's OK for me. That's OK to get my foot in the door if it means that I'm going to be doing better. And maybe then I'll get into it, you know, but the motivation for me to go into a gym, it's like negatives. I hate gyms. Yeah, I hate them so much i want to cry <laughs> it makes me it, like i just i cannot describe how much i hate it so for me maybe it's not the gym maybe it's finding That's, that seems like something to explore my hatred of a gym yeah do you know where it comes from oh i hate people looking at me okay i mean that's just one also the stench is just really annoying <laughs> uh, yeah i never noticed the stench well, maybe that's because it's coming from you. <laughs> it's very I'm possible. Um, yeah, I think it, that's that's an easy one. I could just touch on and be like, it's maybe it starts here or it is here. Mm-hmm. 
also like a lack of just understanding what to do while I'm there, what my point is. And mm-hmm. again, me having the DNA where I don't have to work out to stay in a healthy body weight. Like I go and I get my metrics done from the doctor's office every year so that the insurance knows I'm healthy and I'm good. My numbers are good. Yeah. My cardiovascular and life and maybe like my heart beating could definitely improve. I have a high resting heart rate. What's your, what's your resting heart rate, Aaron? Uh, last time I went in, they said it was 54. Mine's 83. That that's not great. I know. Yeah. But when I go into the doctor's office, like, okay, you're within a healthy range. Right. But do they know that I'm in that range? 24 7 like okay i'm wearing a smartwatch right now uh-huh. let me just i'm gonna just check to see just for fun like what my resting heart rate is right now 85 i think yeah so that no, was that's a, high an hour ago yeah it's usually in the 80s 83 to 85 and the other day i was having some sort of like i just wasn't feeling well i was flushed mm-hmm. and my heart rate was like 123 wow in that time that's like a workout heart rate 73 right now nicely done that's because I'm not drinking sweet tea today. <laughs> I don't know why. Anyhow, I I do feel like my motivation has changed. I have a daughter. I want to be around for her for as long as possible. So my motivations are different. You know, yeah. before it's just like, I don't care. Like, I don't. So you have to find your own motivations. You have to know yourself well enough to go, okay, what would get me yeah. closer? What is something? Is it that I want to be like for you? You wanted to feel better the first time. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, you know what? I'm going to go public and I'm going to talk about it. And that's going to motivate me. And it did. And it, it gave you the confidence to do what you're doing now. Yeah. Which is to start on your own and then ask, you know, get a, get somebody else involved. Mm-hmm. And now you're talking about it publicly again. And so, you know, it's just maybe a slower weight loss journey this time because you're. The other key thing for me is a plan. I'm a planner. I have to have a plan. And my plan this time is a four phase program. Um, and so like knowing that ahead of time where I am, like I'm in phase two right now, um, is really valuable to me. Yeah. Uh, so it's just, and I'm the same way when I run like, I, okay, I need to get to 10 minutes. And once I get to 10 minutes, I'll only have five minutes left. And then it's like, okay, once I get two more minutes, I only have three minutes left. Okay. I'm one minute away from being one minute away from being one minute from done. You know, like just like, I have to structure things in a way that I see, you know, intermediate goals and, yeah, I and that kind I'll of do. stuff. I, I think I will get on a treadmill. I think oh, this that, is interesting. I think this is the first time happen. I've ever heard you even open to that. I have a kid now, Aaron. Everything's different. <laughs> I, I want I want Iris to have a 90 year old mother. You know, yeah. I don't want to like peter out on her when I'm 50, which is only in like 20 years. Um, uh, 10. <laughs> hey, listen, that's I wasn't going to correct you. Years. You be as honest as you need to be. <laughs> no, no, no. That was a math error. <laughs> Anyhow. I can see myself on a treadmill and I wonder what I'll do. I've I've obviously, I've changed so much in the past two years. So I don't, I don't know. I know what old Danae would do. Uh And that'd be, I get, if I got to 10 minutes, that'd be surprising. And I would be like, like, well, that's good enough for today. I don't know that I'm motivated to get to 15 unless there's a prize maybe. So I'll have to figure (laughs) it out. Like, I don't know. I might be different now. That might be a motivator for me to have those like little mile markers. So uh, but I think we will end up seeing, but I just don't know if it's going to be at a gym or if it's going to be something else. Yeah. So. I, I, and everybody's different. My wife loves to run outside. I much prefer a treadmill. The treadmill is so much nicer on my knees. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's a, it's more cushiony. Right. Um, running outside is really hard on my knees. Um, yeah. so, and I know on a treadmill I'm, I can do a consistent pace. Exactly. So there are treadmills now too, where you can connect into a live trainer from another part of yeah. the country. Yeah. And so, um, you know, maybe I need to get a million dollar treadmill. I think what we, what we're saying is it all comes down to money. It's really <laughs> yeah. hopeless unless you have a lot of money. So, oh. you know, what's sad. It really does feel that way though. Sometimes it, I'm sure it, it does. really can feel like if you don't have the money to eat right or, well, you know, for me, gym membership or whatever, the way that I'm spending money on my health right now is I take a product called juice plus. And, uh, so I take uh, fruit and vegetables in a capsule and then I rehydrate them so they're dehydrated and then I rehydrate them with a lot of water so that they have a chance to kind of you know mm-hmm. expand in my body and, and and go and help my mom and dad start taking them too her cholesterol's always been a little jinky she doesn't you know the, the doctor's always like hey you know check your cholesterol levels are high right. or whatever this is the first year she's ever had cholesterol in the right places and the only thing she changed was taking juice plus was just getting fruits and vegetables into her body now i should also 
have more fruits and vegetables in my diet, period. Mm-hmm. But I love that I'm getting them from another source. And I also take like berries and things like that. So I know that I'm getting like something healthy. And that's it can be expensive for somebody if like 50 bucks a month. Mm hmm on fruits and vegetables for my husband and I. And then we also get them for our daughter so that we know for sure our persnickety eater is having Mm -hmm. fruits and vegetables in a gummy. That's, that's how I right now am approaching my health um, and drinking more water. So those are two things that I, I am doing, but it is, it feels like it's expensive. Like if I was to go to the store and get fresh, fresh fruits and vegetables, you have to consume them so quickly and you, so you have to plan. I'm not a meal planner yet. I don't, I haven't stretched that muscle. I haven't got into the rhythm of cooking as regularly as I should. So you do, you have to have some kind yeah. of an understanding of spending some money or just getting out and walking and spending time. Yeah. I was, I was going to say, I, there really are ways to, there are ways just I one foot in front of the other, right? Like it's just, you can work on your dedi- mental health, dedicating the time to go for a walk Every yeah. morning is a great start. And then maybe one morning you're out for your walk and you're like, you know, for the next minute, I'm going to jog, see how that feels. And then, you know, the yeah. next day I'm going to jog two minutes and see how that feels. I'm going to jog a minute on and then a minute off. And But I think having a community is essential, too, because I I feel like most people I've ever talked to about their health journey, they really want somebody to, to talk to about what they've just done mm-hmm. and celebrate that they've just made a milestone and they decided to go walk today who can celebrate the small things and the big things, you know, along the way. And so just be careful because there are a lot of people that want to sell you something. That's true. There, there are, I want to sell you juice plus. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, there, there, there are a lot of ways for this to happen in so many of the fad diets that come along are really just creative ways to trick you into calorie restriction. That's, you know, the idea of the, um, what's the no carb. Oh, I don't know. Kind of thing the Atkins or whatever. Well, you're just restricting your calories because you're cutting out a section of your nutrients or whatever. But most, I think trainers will tell you, you need those nutrients for some of the things in your life. You just need to, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not as, it's not as complicated as the people who want to sell you something say it is. And so when people ask me, hey, how did you do it? I'm very quick to say it really is as simple as calories in, calories out. If you find a way to eat less, move more, you're going to do good. I really believe that. So you just have to find Make out what works easy. for you. Yeah. Simplify it. Yeah. Just start walking and drinking more water. And Don't try drink to, your calories. And try to love yourself as you do it. Give yourself grace because it's not something that is comes easy and there's a lot of barriers and there's a lot of hard times. I think Aaron has talked about that um, in other episodes and would talk to about it now. And that's something that a lot of my friends who've gone through weight uh, weight loss or just health journeys in general, you have to be, you know, be gentle with yourself sometimes. It's, yeah. There's reasons that you eat the way you do or you move the way you move. And there's an, there's environmental factors. There's how you're raised factors. There's stress factors. And so genetic factors, there's genetic factors at play. And so mental health is a huge part of it too, is um, making sure as you're trying to get healthy, that you're also learning how to love yourself through that process and being okay. That maybe your journey to health looks totally different than someone else's. And you can look at someone else and say, well, they had success. So obviously I'm doing something wrong. And that's not necessarily true. Somebody else's success is not going to be as easy for you because you're on your own very, very own journey. And that's where it's really important to talk to somebody about how to get healthy and what that means for you. Maybe you start with your mental health and that leads to something else. I think that's true for me. I had to go through a mental health journey of learning how to separate a lot of mental health stuff for me to want to become a physically healthy person. Mm -hmm. So anyways, I just want to encourage you that you know, us talking about our health is not in any way saying this is what you need to do. It's more of a, Hey, hopefully by us opening up the door and just talking about who we are and what we've gone through, that it can encourage you to be honest with yourself and maybe honest with a friend about what your goals are and what you're trying to do. And if you need encouragement, you're welcome to message us, send us an email. Uh, you can always reach out to us and we'll do our very best to 
not only give you personal encouragement, but also maybe help to guide you in a direction of some free sources online for you to talk to somebody, especially about the mental health stuff. There's lots of uh, free counsel out there if you feel like you just can't get through something. And there's a lot of information about health too, but as Aaron said, a lot of it sometimes feels like they're trying to sell you something. And maybe it is just as simple as starting to walk and drinking more water and just simplifying it. So anyway, that's my little rant. Yeah, just find find your motivation and take it one day at a time. We really hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Shoe the Dough. We've done a little no longer safe. Mm-hmm. If you want us to hit on another topic, you're welcome to send us an email and give us a suggestion. We love hearing from you guys. We also love your support at Patreon. You can head over to patreon.com slash studio DNA to support our podcast network that releases this episode and other amazing podcasts on the network. You can find out all of that at patreon.com slash studio DNA and give at three bucks a month. Yeah, just one one level and it gets you the podcast your own podcast feed with all the and bonus episodes. Yeah, yeah, all the bonus episodes and everything. Uh, thanks to Chris Tilly for composing the Shoe the Dough theme. Thanks to producer Phil for helping put shows together on the network. Uh, please subscribe, rate, comment, throw some stars at us, especially if you're at uh, Apple Podcasts. That, that helps people know about the show. Um, and also let friends know if you're enjoying it. You probably have friends who enjoy the show too. So let them know while they're on the treadmill that uh, they can fire up Shoe the Dough and uh, have a good time listening. You can also email us feedback at shoethedough.com. See you next week. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.